hola, hola, my name is Ricardo, I am the host of the Lucha Jovers podcast here in the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. We are a Spanish-speaking show dedicated to discussing and analyzing pro wrestling from all across the world. From AW to CMLL, we talk about American wrestling, Japanese wrestling, and of course, Lucha Libre. If something big happened in the pro wrestling world, we will talk about it. So if you know Spanish or have a friend that knows Spanish or want to practice your Lucha Libre pronunciations, go listen to the Lucha Jovers podcast right here in the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Nos vemos por ahí. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special emergency Super J cast on Joel. Joined by David McDonald. It is Friday, 19th of January, 2024. This is episode 293, and we we couldn't wait, David. We just had to give an in-depth preview of Evil versus Tabatonga because we, we didn't do it justice last time. You know what? You got a good point. I'm glad. I'm glad that you finally came to your senses on that. It's a, uh, it's due. No silly gooses. Of course, that's not what we're doing. We're doing what everybody else is doing. <laughs> 900 other podcasts have apparently done. Um, all reacting to a uh, pretty major story that has, well, look, if you were uh, privy and a member of our discord, you were, you were in the know from the very beginning and it has finally come to pass and finally official and finally now everyone can talk about it. And that is Joel Abraham. What is it? I'm pregnant. No, Congratulations. Not, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is, of course, the news that Kazuchika Okada is to leave New Japan Pro Wrestling. So a message went up on the website. So he's going to be off after the conclusion of his contract on January 31st. So the message said, we apologize to the fans for the abrupt nature of this announcement. But join me and wish Okada the very best, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Okada will appear after his contract is finished on the February dates, February 11th in Osaka and the February 23rd and 24th doubleheader in Sapporo. So changes will be made to those cards with announcements to follow. And there was a statement from Okada, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so all in all, David, a great day for the Super <laughs> J cast. We have yeah. defeated our enemies. We are swimming in clout like uh, Scrooge McDuck in his vault. You know, uh, John Carroll asked me today, John said, John, are you considering packing it all in after this? I was like, yes. Are what? you mental? <laughs> this is this is our finest hour. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. is just... <laughs> How are you no, feeling? I, wish... I mean, like, I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm all over the map, really. Uh, one... Uh, yeah, I, I do like I know the work that we put in to help people navigate this and uh, 
you know, and sometimes we can come off as abrasive and sometimes we can come off as uh, a bit jerks. Uh, and some of it is tongue in cheek, but some of it is serious. But it's a good day, you know, in the sense that we've we've kind of not in various degrees. We've known about this. Um, we've hinted at it. We've discussed. Um, we've dropped the bombs, if you will, in the um, in our discord that you will not have access to, to <laughs> um, because we've changed our business model. And um, yeah, so it is, that is good. Um, I, I mean, listen, you, you would know more than I would if we're swimming in the clout. If we are, um, I'm happy I'm fi- that we're finally we're getting some credit. Um, everything I've heard, they have not mentioned our name at all. <laughs> they have not even batted an eye in our direction and, that's par for the course. Fine. Uh, I am a little questioning, like, okay, where where, where we go from here? And it's not like we haven't lost major talent and things like this hasn't happened before. And you can go back from, you know, you can go back from the beginning of this promotion, from the original Tiger Mask and Akira Maeda and Ricky Choshu and, um, you know, the list goes on and on and Shinya Hashimoto and uh, Chono, Masahiro Chono and uh, you know, Kenny Omega and AJ Styles. And, you know, the list goes on and on. Shinsuke Nakamura, Kushida, you name it. Um, it and it, this is arguably the biggest name of all of them. And um, it's a weird time. You know, it's not like we haven't had this before if you're a longtime fan of this product, but I guess as modern New Japan goes and this particular show goes, this is probably the biggest kick in the balls that we've had in uh, quite well since the beginning of the show. Let's, let's be honest. Uh, And it's a double punch, right? It's a, it is a double punch with Will and Okada both uh, exiting at the same time and know that that is not just a coincidence, right? That is something that we have at times made information privy to our discord users. And um, yeah, it's just a weird time. It is a weird time. When I woke up this morning and I was seeing the conversation that you were having online with uh, various important pro wrestling type people and the news being official. There was a sense of relief of, okay, we were right all along. We, we saw it coming since, I mean, when did I drop the old, uh, Hey, uh, what, what is Okada <laughs> left or whatever? I mean, it had to be like October or September, right? Yeah, They said it for months. Yeah. And then, you know, as we kept going on and on, you know, where there was smoke, there was fire and, we had people reaching out to us and people within the promotion and wrestlers within the promotion and um, all kind of some it, with various degrees of knowledge. Let's put it that way. And I guess that leads me to this point. Well, you know what? I'll get there because we only have about an hour or so. I do have a concert to go to. The charlatans are in town. Finally, the first time I've ever seen them. Um, and of course, there's 900 inches of snow. Um, how you feeling? 
give me your give me your first impressions, your first thoughts, and um, what are you what are you thinking, Lincoln? I, I first found out about this with uh, I think it was Liam put out a tweet. He clipped the audio of me on the last episode we dropped, saying, "Oh, hopefully next week will be a quiet news week, so we can do our awards." <laughs> oh so, then I was like, "Uh oh, what's happened here?" And then I saw yeah. the black black and white line mark logo, and I read it. I was like, "Oh no, this is." Oh, God, it's terrible, terrible use. But then the second thought was, wait a minute, that means we were right. So right. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that the biggest wrestling news story of the year. So look, you can you can keep your little aggregation, your little transcriptions. This is big boy shit. This is the heavyweights, <laughs> right? No, no one's got the record. What salty yep. goodness steaming in our deli, untouchable, unimpeachable. And look, you, all those people that have been criticizing us for being too negative, we told you. We were we right. Told you. I looked back at some of the tweets that you uh, had sent out throughout the uh, you know, November, December, January, our, our famous uh, The Bloom is Off the Rose tweet. And I'm looking at all the comments. That's the tweet. That's, yes. That's a high bar. That is. That is. <laughs> Just one of the greatest moments. Uh, and um, I'm like reading all these comments of this. There's no fucking way this is going to happen. He's married and his wife is more famous. And every fucking thing under the sun of how we could, couldn't possibly be right. We couldn't possibly uh, have this information correct. We couldn't possibly. And yet again, here we are post, <laughs> pardon the pun, post uh, apocalyptic news. Uh, you know, another one in the right column, uh, and 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 it, it, you know, to me, it's almost boring. I gotta be honest with you, it's almost boring. Yeah, we do. We try to be right all the time. <laughs> we'll take those pyrrhic victories. We'll take that victory lap because uh, th- this is why the podcast has gone as long as it has because we're both incredibly small, petty men, uh, yeah. motivated primarily by spite. Yep, yep. You see that, Antonio? Oh well, yeah, you did. I know you did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Be Alejandro. Alejandro, I'm sorry. What did I say, Antonio? <laughs> Antonio's our boy. Uh, yeah. Oh, just in just in tatters right now. Just he's like he's like a wind. Booze killed him. Booze absolutely destroyed that guy. <laughs> Booze the best. I mean, what a what a what a gun to have in a holster. Um, Booze is like our um, Paulie from The Sopranos. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just doing the old two finger thing, pointing. It's um. I yeah, I mean, aside from the the absolute massive win for this show, um, what are your what are your thoughts? How are you feeling about this? I mean, we've had plenty of time to digest it, and we kind of knew what was what was in store for 2024. What do you? Uh, what are your initial thoughts? Is this um, is this a, is this a death blow? Is this a knockout punch? Is this internal bleeding? Is this just, uh, we had a loose tooth? Where are we at? Relief, because, you know, we can all finally admit that Okada's matches are boring until the last five minutes. Hey, Let's stop we- <laughs> <laughs> um, I was very sad, obviously. You know, this is the, the, the top guy in the company and a guy that, it, it had gone quiet on the whole, is he leaving front? We'd not heard anything. Right. And it made me think, Maybe you stay. It's right. quite down a bit, you know, maybe with Awari gone and Tanahashi taking over and things looking up. 
maybe stay. So I don't think I was alone in that sentiment. I think that seems like what the office thought as well, uh, because that, that's what I'm trying to piece together, like the timeline here. When did the office find out? Because we heard, and, and I think Dave Meltzer said the same thing, Thursday night. So like last night in Japan, he told them. And the way that the company have reacted to this, like in that uh, announcement saying, you know, apologies about the abrupt nature of the the, the uh, announcement and then scrambling around to, to change the cards. I don't think the office saw this coming either. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I have my doubts. I really do. I mean, Joel, we knew. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like They should have known. Right. Like we, yeah, we've been saying this for months. But they, they should have known. But the way they're behaving makes me think that they didn't. And I'll, I'll get onto this later. But the way they booked him at the back half of 2023, well, you know, I'm going to stick a bit of that for now. But um, okay. Yeah. I mean, where, where do you think he's going? Because I mean, Tony Khan's been posting memes on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, where do you think he ends up? Do you think he'll be a success? Do, do we care? Um, I think I, I I think there's really like nothing's going to stop in his way of being successful unless the promotion just fumbles the ball. Um, and I say that like not as a, as a hand wave statement. I say that as you know the guys a generational talent. Um, there's really no reason why he shouldn't succeed unless, you know, a pro wrestling promotion just fucks up. And it's happened before many times. When this was all first going down, um, I think I've mentioned to you a few times, and I think I've mentioned it to a couple other people, um, and certainly nothing official, but I, all signals were pointing WWA. All signals. And uh, while AEW does have that, again, somewhat working relationship at this point, um, and there are plenty of factors that would indicate that AEW would be the easier transition, I don't 100% know. Now, Tony Khan firing out his 2024 is going to be a wacky year. Okay, we said that. <laughs> Last year, but okay, we know. Um, I don't think my 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 gut says WWE. My head says AEW. Um, either one of the two, though. Here's the here's the here's the biggest problem and the biggest challenge that I think wrestling pro wrestling in japan has at this point is if you want to be a national promotion you better come with guns blazing and an empty checkbook um now you can argue bushi road has that but i i just don't think they do in the sense of at least for a the pro wrestling division i just don't right and yeah and the money that 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 is being thrown around. Yes. I, I'll sit here and say, it's not worth it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It isn't. It isn't. Right. Um, so that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem now. And for the f- foreseeable future that you build that a star. Like you, yeah. You, no, you build a star and you better be ready to, to write a check come contract season up. And it's the way they do business, and it's a way. Look, everyone expects 
Western talent, and I put that as British, American, Australian. Anybody who goes to that promotion is, you know, nobody, I can't say nobody bats an eye, but it's not as big of a deal as, once again, arguably one of the greatest Japanese pro wrestlers in Japan of all time uh, making that move. Basically saying, there's more for me to do in my career, and there's no possible way I can do that here. Right? Yeah. Uh, to, to go back to your original question, like how how did I feel? I I tried to put a brave face. That I was sort of going through the sort of usual cope strategies. Like, oh, you know, maybe this he's achieved everything there is to achieve. You know, what do we want through? Do we want more Wrestle Kingdom main events, more title wins, more G1 wins? Not really. I mean, maybe it was time to move on and, and let someone else take that spot. So th- there's that. I can compartmentalize that. But it's the bigger sense of existential dread. Like, nobody is safe. Like, not even being the number one guy in the number one wrestling company in Japan was enough to keep him around. And like like you said, that's the reality of the ProRes US wrestling power dynamics right now. Because, you know, the, the, the ProRes scene is down bad in Japan. You know, post-pandemic, the, the yen is in the shitter. And apparently so much so that adjusted for inflation, Okada is allegedly earning as much now as he was in his rookie year. That's that's how bad the, the currency is tagged. So there's that plus the the enormous media conglomerates paying these US companies, just astronomical, just silly money for the TV deals, for the content. That has accelerated that usual life cycle that you've mentioned of, of New Japan guys going to the US. And yeah, look, AEW's existence is a massive blow to New Japan too. It's great for the wrestlers, but terrible for New Japan. I mean, what, what have we got in the last 12 months? Jay White, Juice Robinson, Aussie Open, Shibata, Osprey, Okada. You know, is it time to start asking questions about that? this uh, this working relationship? Like, again, I, I can't blame the wrestlers. Like, you go get that bag, whatever. You, you make your money. I would do exactly the same thing in the same position. But now we're left with this very real fear that as soon as someone catches fire, they're gone. I mean, I mean the, the Western guys, like, forget it. All bets are off. Like, that's that did happen. It's going to happen anyway with much higher frequency than it did before for the reasons I've outlined. But now that Okada's gone, there's the worry that that's going to start happening with the Japanese talent as well. Like, you think of a guy like Shota Umino. You think Shota Umino suddenly becomes, like, red-hot megastar in Japan that, Tony Khan's gonna think, oh yeah, I'll, I'll have that as well. Thank you. Nice, nice little program with John Boxley. You know, we'll we'll have that. Thank you very much. Nice. That is that's the feeling that I'm left with. It's like I'm, we've always had this, like you said, the the life cycle of a guy getting too big for Japan and then going to the states, but it's happening so frequently. And I've mentioned it before, happening before these guys have have had a chance to finish their story in in New Japan. That. It just, it's leaving me and a lot of other people thinking like, well, why bother? Like, why would I get emotionally attached and, and hitch my wagon to an up, up and coming guy when I know that's probably what's going to happen in the end? Right. It is. And that's, that's, that's the, the truth. And when you do a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, you know, it's, it, it does weigh on you a bit, no doubt. Um, for baseball fans, this is like being a fan of the Montreal Expos, where you have unbelievable talent 
but you know you have a very short window to do anything with it because when free agency strikes and when contracts are up, uh, they're they're you know there's the New York Yankees of the world and the L.A. Dodgers of the world and the uh, Chicago Cubs of the world and even to a certain degree now the Mets and the and the Phillies that you know have large blank checks just waiting to be thrown at you. Um, circling back, I find it very difficult that the promotion didn't know. I find it very difficult. And I'm not blaming them. Now, people might say, well, why would you book Okada on the February tour? Um, now you got to change up all these shows and change it. Well, they were. I, I feel like they were caught between a rock and a hard place. Because if at Wrestle Kingdom they said, okay, well, after that Danielson match, that's it, you know, or and after Dash, you know, we're going to just leave him on the shelf and pretend he didn't exist. Uh, I think that raises more questions. Where's Okada? Yeah, but, but, booking his his uh, two massive singles matches against his uh, future AEW teammates. That's a choice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, really. Right. And, you know, you, now looking back on that Battle in the Valley match and, you know, it just felt like that was that was it, right? That was that was the end of this run, and that's another thing too. What a magical run uh, this company had when you know bringing him back and strapping the rocket ship to him. I mean, of course, after that Yoshihashi match, <laughs> after that, um, and then you know Bullet Club really coming into its own and. That that's AJ and that's the Bucks and that's uh, even you know God and and even Anderson and Gallows, uh, and then you had guys. I, I guess the biggest thing is is that there was always the setup for the next guy to take over. Um, and if I'm just looking at like okay Shinsuke leaving, that that the company I felt like was still in. Really good shape. He still yeah, had her. Shinsuke right. and AJ left, and then they immediately plugged Naito and Kenny Omega into those spots. Can I do that kind of like for like substitution now? I don't think I can. And you, yeah, I, neither do I. And but but here's the thing, and it's not from lack of effort from the actual wrestlers themselves. This is coming back from pandemic, or at, or even being in the pandemic, and all these clap crowd shows and like. We knew this day was coming. It's not like they didn't they don't have calendars in the New Japan office, right? And they don't know when contracts expire and they don't know the landscape of what's happening in pro wrestling and 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 all that. And I'm not even saying that they could have prevented it him leaving or anyone leaving, but in the same breath, if you know that is is your life cycle, like you need to do everything in the pow- in your power to make new stars. And coming off of Wrestle Kingdom, you know, we're kind of at still at this somewhat medium pace. And, uh, you know, we're screaming into a microphone, me in New Jersey and you traveling the world, uh, saying, saying the same things over and over again of we need to hurry up because we are in, you know, we're up against it soon. And they fumbled the ball. I find it hard to believe that they didn't know. This is not something where Okada walked into the office on Thursday and said, oh, by the way, I'm leaving. That's, I, I, I find that incredibly difficult to believe. 
Um, because trust me, uh, how many wrestlers have we talked to that work for New Japan Pro Wrestling that have it at, at the very least hinted? And then we had to be like, well, here's what we know to kind of prove here's what we know. And it's like, ah, okay. And some of them were like, oh, wow, that's news to me. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Okay, great. And others were like, mm, yeah, here's that's kind of what I heard too. And others were like, hmm, there's that. And then there's here's, here's this, <laughs> right? Um, they had to have known. I, I just, I can't believe they, that they, they couldn't. And, and I'll say this. If if this was something where they were, and I'll put in air quotes, blindsided, somebody somebody play the the Benny Hill music for me, because what what bumbling idiots are running the show? Then you know what I mean? Like what what are we doing? How like the 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 pro wrestlers that are in that company work their fucking asses off. You have to sit there and and please understand this. This Okada thing is a big picture kind of thing of what this promotion is at this point. Um, and and I'm trying to really not kick a promotion when they're down, but like all the stories that we hear and all the the missteps. And all the fumbles and all the, what are they doing? Um, really left us with a real sour taste coming into the air. Um, and it's almost, you know what it, it almost feels like? It almost feels like you knew you were breaking up with someone. And it was just a matter of, okay, we just got to get past Christmas. And then we'll, <laughs> and then we'll break up. And then, you know, we don't want to disrupt the family Christmas, right? Uh that's what it kind of feels like to me. So anyway, yeah, it feels like what what one partner is thinking. Oh, they'll they'll get over this. <laughs> that's that's what it feels like to me. Like one partner, i.e., the office, were in denial, and you know the people that I've spoken to have indicated that. Like maybe they thought with Tanahashi at the heads that everything would be better now, and Okada wouldn't leave, <sighs> and yeah. then again, just just by the fact they've been scrambling around. Changing matches, changing things. I think they thought he was going to stay, but I, you're right. Like I think now, in retrospect, the well, the booking of Okada in the back half of 2023 is that's unforgivable for me. Like I, I was right about Wrestle Kingdom and the, the back half of 2023 and the speed at which the the young stars are being pushed. And I'm not saying like we didn't necessarily have to have one of them, like a Suji or a Uemura or an Ubino, beat Okada in a singles match or a title match or whatever. They could have at least properly pushed one of them, you know, to right. decide, okay, who is your guy? Push them properly so that there is a clear next guy. So that when this happens, okay, Okada's gone, but we know Shota's the guy. Like, we're in good hands. And you can do that kind of mental substitution, you know, Okada out, Shota in. But they didn't do that. And, you know, I, I would have liked... Either Okada or Osprey or maybe both to put over one of these guys. That's just wow, wouldn't that be great? Or, mm. or, or at least, right? How's this, David? Have Okada wrestle some of them? You know, maybe wrestle one of them in a singles match. Okada versus Suji? Nope. Okada versus Shota? Nope. Okada versus Webber? 
Uh, not since he was uh, sent off for his excursion. None of that. You know, especially when we started the year with this Okada hates the kids gimmick. Like, to me, that is a massive fumbling there. And it's, I don't know, I think it's too late now. Like, do I want to see him one of those two Sapporo matches, Okada versus Umino plugged in, where, no. you know, we're, we're crowbarring in an Umino win? I don't know. That would just feel unheard, un- inauthentic. I think they had the opportunity to build to that in an authentic way at the back of the last year, and they didn't. And it's too yeah. late now. And look, we, we cannot fuck around with these kids now. One of them needs to win the title. One of them needs to win the G1. It is red alert here. It is emergency. All hands on deck. We cannot be pissing around with, you know, Naito, Sonata, Evil, Finlay, guys like that in the main event scene. We cannot afford to do that. I agree with you a thousand percent. The problem is, is that if it doesn't work, you're fucked. Right? Like if you if you if you pick that person and it doesn't work for whatever reason, you're fucked because it's look they did it with select few people. Absolutely, it, it, there is a small bit of history that's there um, where they can do that. But look, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a one hundred percent guarantee. And if we had a little pre planning, we could say okay. This might not be working with this one. And maybe that's what they were trying to do um, incredibly slow, slowly, but maybe that's what they were trying to do um, to get to this point. It's, it, but it's like now it's, now it's okay. They're forced. Their hand is forced to do this. And once it, we don't have the luxury of it not working. We, we, don't, have, we don't have that. Like if, if it didn't work last year, okay, maybe you pivot to somebody else. Okay. If it doesn't work, now we're pivoting to somebody else, and now we got to wait a little bit extra to to see if, if if that person is going to help carry the promotion. It just seems very piss poor planning that everyone could see a hundred miles away. That's the, I guess at the end of the day, I'm not more upset of Okada leaving. I'm upset with the promotion not recognizing the urgency of the situation. Um, and you know what, and, and maybe that is, look, I think we can all agree that the idea of this promotion being a major player is long gone, right? In the past, it used to be an option when WWE was the, really the only option in town, you know, not even Mexico was a great option at certain points. You know, it was New Japan. Um, you know, with AEW coming along and, and there being a viable, true second option where people can make money and be on TV, it really eliminated the need for New Japan. Um, and if New Japan wanted to be a Japanese promotion um, and not worry about global domination, uh, look, uh, here's here's a big concern of mine. And, and we're going to talk positive, trust me, because I think it's pretty you know, I feel like we're doing a show. We might not have time to do positive, but you know, I am going to tip my cap to them to say, "Hey, they did very well with ticket sales, better than I even I expected for Chicago." You know, the the, the arena might have been scaled down, and but guess what? They're opening up areas that they, um, you know, roped off. So awesome job, great! I'm I'm super thrilled with 
with Chicago. I'm super thrilled with the gate they got in, in San Jose. Fantastic job. Um, we, we need to circle the wagons a little bit. And we need to kind of need to reset, I think, and figure out, okay, this is our base. Because guess what's happening? If, let's just, I'm just going to throw out a scenario like I did back in <laughs> you know, September or whatever it was. If Okada goes to WWE, let's not be naive and think that is not a huge, huge piece of WWE making stronger headway in Japanese market, right? You're coming to town with Okada. You're coming to town with Shinsuke Nakamura. You're coming to town with AJ Styles. That's, 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 that's not bad. And then the rest of the roster. What's that? Had Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. (laughs) Well, yeah, true. Very true. Are they even there? I don't even know. Are they still there? Um, it's you know, they could they could legitimately have the the OG Bullet Club. They get they Tanatoga. Sure yeah. If uh, rumors are to be believed, they're interested in Bad Luck Farley. They got Devitt and um Yeah, it's a uh, it was Anderson, wasn't it? It was a Devitt, Anderson, yeah. Farley and Tabatoga, the yeah. original four. Mm-hmm. You know, they could start CTU. They get Liger and Devitt. <laughs> 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 That's my dream. Um Reunite Apollo Gogo, get to Gucci. Nobody's nope. safe. Nobody's Come safe. For all your faves. Yep. Close it down. The lion mark is dead. Um, so that's that's that, right? That's that means that's where we are. That's the state of where we are, and that's the reality of where we are. Um, hey, look. Uh, if I could give you the book, David, what do you think New Japan should do? How would you respond to this? Yep. Um, I don't know if. Okada lying down to anybody right now would have that impact that maybe it would have at Wrestle Kingdom or what have you, but they're not going to do it. They're going to have him go out, you know, on somebody's shoulders crying at ringside. Uh, and, have and you seen what they've announced for him? I know one of the matches is Tanahashi, right? Yeah, so they have on the Osaka show, it was supposed to be the never six-man title defense against TMDK, uh, Mikey Shade and Fujita. But they've moved that to Korakuen on January 24th in favor of this uh, Okada versus Tanahashi match, which I don't feel great about that, like Kosei Fujita losing that spot on the Osaka show. I don't feel good about that at all. You know, maybe we're going to get a you know huge upset where Fujita sneaks a... a an inside cradle on a card and wins those six-man titles. But I'm not holding my breath for that. Um, but yeah, when it comes to those two final matches in Sapporo, I'm I'm expecting like a, a chaos six-man tag match. Everyone's crying, everyone's hugging. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's what we're getting. Um, and, and I'm going to say this, that I, I feel like Okada has earned that right to wrestle... Hiroshi Tanahashi one more time. Like I feel like that's I'm 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 okay with it. Like the idea of of Okada's gotta put somebody over as he walks out the door, I think we're past that point. Yeah. Like yeah. Everybody late. knows he's leaving. Everybody knows he, you know, let's just celebrate him for yeah. a couple of matches. I got no yeah, problem. Do the matches. Hold your nose, do the matches. Bye bye. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, and here and again, let's let's celebrate. Let's celebrate what that man has done for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like I'm okay with that, and I think it's a, that's a good thing and a cathartic thing and a and a and a good way to say goodbye. Thank you. We love you. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs, and it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You get a display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. And you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Off. Again, that's arena club.com slash VOW net. Arena club.com slash VOW net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Um, you think Tabahashi wins that? No. I don't I don't think that's a credible outcome here. I don't think I don't think Tanahashi wins. No, I don't. I don't think he should. It would be he's. Full of the I would ball. like to. I, I, you know, I think he, I think he. <sighs> the the president beating the 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 top guy. Leaving <laughs> the <company. laughs> Listen, if you're ever gonna if you're ever gonna play Dusty Rhodes, now's the time to do it, uh, Tana. Fucking have that bastard lie down for you. Um. No, let this be the celebration tour. I got no problem with it. Now, after that, we we got to pick the one. We got to pick. No, you know we don't have to pick the one. Let's pick 
two. <laughs> you know, let's pick three. I don't care. Yeah, um, two. One, one guy's got to beat Naito for that title at some point, and the other guy's got to win the G1. Right. And, yeah, new era, and actually meet it this time. Yeah, we got to start somewhere. And I know the idea of, oh, you know, he'll, he'll probably lose, and then the story isn't. But, but, but we don't have time for the fucking story. I'm sorry. We just don't. Let's just go. Um, so that would be it moving forward. Like... <sighs> I, I, here's a, here's a question. Who picks, picks up that mantle of, okay, I need a great match out of, out of somebody. I need a main event, great match. Who's, who's picking up that mantle? You literally you, you just, mean the, the mantle of fucking about for 30 minutes and then having a great five minute match. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Sorry. No, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I don't mean that. How dare you? Uh, but seriously, I mean, you got Will going who for the past two years has been untouchable. And then you got, you know, a guy who just forever, what feels like forever, has been just a cornerstone of giving you great matches. That epic title run was was one of the greatest. That feud, both feuds, the Kenny Omega feud, the Hiroshi Tanahashi feud, like even the Shibata feud, like there's just been so many great moments. Like who's carrying that? Who's 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 delivering that? And and let's be honest here, that's what brought a lot of people to the table with this product was the fact that I'm going to watch some really great pro wrestling. And I'm not saying that they don't have a talented roster because they do. They lost two of the best not just the best this year the best in the past 10 years and before that they lost a guy who arguably was one of the greatest pro wrestlers of the past two or three years right and then before that (laughs) one of the you know they really uh and 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 let's not forget how i mean it didn't hasn't ended well but even kota abushi that that scenario. There's another great talent that they fucking fumbled. Um, Jay White. You know, his your mileage may vary on Jay White, but let's be very clear here. That guy was head and shoulders above a lot of what we're seeing. Um, Kenny, of course, right? Like, the list just goes on and on and on and on, and you're like, okay. We always had somebody that would pick up the, the slack. Who's picking up the slack here, Joel? I think, I, and I mentioned this on the last pod, Shingo. And people might scoff at that, but he is, I think, your last sort of top work rate guy of the current, what I would class as the old guard. He's a guy you could have him win New Japan Cup, maybe even win the title, just set him up as the guy. The guy who's like... The, the feast for crows. It's like, right, there's this power vacuum. I'm the one taking control here. And he becomes your unstoppable champion for a bit to be then dethroned by one of your musketeers. Okay. Can I throw out another name? How about, and and we really do it. Like we really find a way to make this guy more insufferable than he already is. How about Zach? <laughs> yeah. He, he, he was very high for the list as well. You know, 
Like he's a funny asshole, you know. He's a smart ass, and but like we need for him to really be do something completely fucked up, right? To help get over the fact that he is a, a problem, and we need somebody to fix that problem, and that'll help rocket ship the rest of them, right? Whoever you decide to pick, but I would I if if you said okay, Damon, here's here's the book. Uh, what do you do? I might say, okay, Zach is my guy. Zach is the guy. Shingo, absolutely in the mix. Um, Shingo's 40-something years old, isn't he? Isn't he like 40? That, you know. Um, look, you still have Hiroshi Tanahashi. I know that's preposterous to say. You do still have him. Um you know, we were waiting for ELP. That never really fucking materialized, has it? No, uh, no, no. He's, he, he could go. He could go. He could go. They're both of them. I mean, they're fine. With the right opponent, they could be elevated to a, a, a very good match. But I just right? I can't Who do else? it though, with all these. Yeah. Like, and this is the weirdest thing to say. But like, because that was never a problem. Okay. In it. Get- right. Are we talking about uh, A guy who I think you could... Now, I, I don't want to make the comparison with Kenny Omega because I'm saying this guy is as talented and has got the same ceiling as Kenny Omega. But you similar... bad, if you say bad luck, Tito, I'm going to fucking... <laughs> bad Tito. No, bad not, Tito. But going from uh, a Bullet Club junior to hopefully something bigger than that, how about Driller? Driller Maloney. That's a long shot, isn't it? I mean, I mean if it hits... You struck gold. Um, I, I, I'm. I don't know. I'll give you a solid. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, it's hard. Like, am I putting them up with the guys that I'm? Like, I, I don't know if I could put them up with the guys that I mentioned right now. Right. Well, no. no just to say this, maybe he's 26. Mm-hmm. He looks like a million bucks. He could talk. Mm-hmm. I think in ring there is a lot of upside there. Just said, just throw that out there. Okay, are we rushing? Are we rushing with uh, Newman? Right. So th- this is the elephant in the room, right? and I was going to talk about this. Like, why did Okada choose to leave? Was it purely about money? Was it um, the fact that he had to sell for that ridiculous Tangaloa? offense during the G1 <laughs> or is there now a, a pernicious influence of I, I'm going to just say Will Ospreay yeah. whispering in people's ears saying New Japan are fucking you you are getting low board come over here come join me in AW with me me and my buddies me and, and Kyle and Mark Tony will treat you right you get you get the money you need you get the money you deserve tell New Japan to fuck off and I'm not saying Osprey's wrong for doing that but that's that's an issue, isn't it? Well, you know, if you're Will Osprey, right, and you know what you made, and now you get a absolutely wacky offer with someone who is writing those checks, um, you know that gets around. I- I'll yeah. say that. I'm not that blaming you. I'm just saying, like that. That's the sort of thing that would make me reluctant to get attached to a guy like Callum Newman. Yeah, no doubt. Now, everything that we've heard is this guy 
is very is cut from the same cloth as Will in the sense of for years Will pushed away the the idea of going to a WWE or an AEW or what have you. Uh, life changes and your situation changes. And- when he became a, uh, a, a stepdad, so right. maybe all New Japan signees should uh, be forced to have vasectomies. <laughs> Sterilize <laughs> everyone before they... <laughs> <laughs> Just, they get snipped the minute they come off the plane. Uh, look, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm sure that... Okay, so the scenario that I laid out, Will's like, not for nothing. And here's the one thing in pro wrestling and the very little bit that I was involved in it and how I've been able to kind of stay on board with it is nobody ever talked about pay. Nobody ever talked about pay. That was just the one thing you just didn't do because you might have gotten $200 and the guy that you're wrestling may have gotten 50 right? So that's just the way pro wrestling works. Um, a, a promoter is trying to make money on a show and not have all their, all the money go to its talent. So if they can save a buck, they're going to try and save a buck, blah, 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 blah. Will, when you start talk, when you start talking about money, um, you just need one person to kind of start that conversation. Uh, and then the snowball effect occurs. And, you know, I don't think, I don't, I would not be surprised. Well, look, let's put it this way. The Bloom situation, I think we, we you could put two and two together here, right? Will, I'm not saying Will gave anybody a number or set up a meeting or did anything. Not saying that at all. Who knows? What I'm saying is, is that it would not shock me for him to be like, hey, this is what I got for my years at New Japan. And, you know, maybe having people giggle at that number, because from what we were told, pretty, pretty undervalued, <laughs> pretty undervalued. Uh, and then getting a nice big fat sum. And showing that off to other people and saying, hey, you know what? Not for nothing. I went up, my income went up tenfold. You don't think Okada's looking at that and be like, well, I wonder what I could do. I wonder what I could make. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder how I could be set up financially for the rest of my life. I wonder how I could be a bigger star. Everybody likes to throw around, well, Okada's the biggest paid pro wrestler there is in Japan and blah, blah, blah. Well, Guess what that means? Zero. <laughs> because, because he's getting the money now. He's getting serious money. And if what you're saying is accurate, which I have no doubt to believe, uh, you know, that with uh the, the price of, of the and the value of, of currencies, you know, he's making what he was making when he started. That's preposterous. Like that's just fucking crazy to me. And if that's true, look, they're friends. Look, you have friends, right? That might be in the same profession. You mean to tell me you're going to be like, hey, look, I'm talking to this fucking other place and they're offering me this dude. So if I get in here, come on, I'll see what I'll get you in. Right? Just just the way it happens. And who's going to turn down? Nah, we're going to pass on Okada. (laughs) What? 
That ain't happening. No. Yeah, I mean, of course, that's one of the realities of of business. And I'm not faulting it. That's not a criticism of Osprey. I'm just saying that is something that we as fans are going to have to keep in mind when we are hitching our wagon to the next guy to, to bring it full circle. You were asking about Callum Newman. That's why I'm scared of yeah. Callum Newman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, let me, let me throw another question at you. Do you think there would be any value in New Japan attempting to raid other progress companies, you know, go after Akira if they're not already doing it, or Nakajima or um, Kento or whatever? Because personally, I don't. I think they've got enough talent in their roster that if they just book them properly or book them more effectively, that they could do better than they're doing now. Um, Like for like pro wrestling nerds like us, that might be really cool. The, I guess I'll just ask just a complete bare bone. I know really nothing about pro wrestling question back to you. Is signing uh, Kenta Miyahara, um, is that going to, I guess my question is this. Why can't Kenta Miyahara do the, do great things in all Japan? I guess, you know what I mean? Like, is is the platform, and it, and it probably is, but is the platform that much bigger in New Japan that he's now this mega superstar on the level of Okada? Why is he that now? Um, Is that just a matter of a big fish in a small pond, or is that something yeah, else? Yeah, I, I think, you know, if they – we get that great AEW exposure, David. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I'm not hand-waving that. That's real. And I think that is a big factor in why I think New Japan of America are back on their feet and able to do good numbers. You can't ignore that the AEW relationship is a, a, a big part of that. You know, the Forbidden Doors and uh, top AEW guys work in Wrestle Kingdom and the like. It, but it's a double-edged sword because you're also putting your own talent in the shop window. So this is what happens. You, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Like this really feels somewhat like a little little Vince McMahony back in nineteen eighty four of an eighty three, where yeah, sure, give me your tapes. I got this national cable TV spot. I'll put you. I'll put your guys on. I'll put your Kerry Von Erics on. I'll put your junkyard dogs on. I'll put your whomever's on. And uh, oh, by the way, in in six months they're going to be mine. Um. It does feel that way right now. It, it, look, maybe, maybe it's it, maybe it's smart, and maybe it's the right thing to recalibrate our expectations of what this promotion is. And I think, I think the the sun has set on New Japan Pro Wrestling becoming anything other than. A company that that you know, with the right card and the right help and the right whatever, can get four five thousand out four thousand five thousand four thousand five thousand people in a building. Um, the idea of them going to Madison Square Garden and selling it out on their own is a distant, distant memory. Um, and it is what it is, right? And if we can accept that, and that's a part of 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 enjoying this product, hey, look, there's people that enjoy minor league baseball. 
There's people that enjoy uh, Japanese Arsenal. baseball. What? It's happened Arsenal. to Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so many times. You know, Thierry Henry leaving, Robert Van Persie leaving, Cesc Fabregas leaving. I, I've been through this before. I know how it works. I, I, I'm, I'm bullish. I think New Japan will have a fun year. I mean, give, give us some silver linings, Damon, about Okada Lee, because I, I'll give you one. I reckon there's more than a few wrestlers in that locker room rubbing their hands together at this news, thinking that is a power vacuum. There's a, a big spot at the head of the table there. I'm, I'm going for that. I deserve okay. that. I'm going to take that all by the horns. And another one, that's freed up some money to uh, sort out some of these contracts. I don't know I if agree. I want to start throwing some contract pastrami into this podcast, but there's there's two silver linings for you. You, you got any? I mean that's those those two. Now I will unfortunately line your your pastrami with a layer of of uh, human feces. Piss. <laughs> <laughs> they smattering on the on the rye bread of fecal matter. Um, <laughs> the um, oh, I had a point. I completely lost it. Oh my lord, I lost uh, my point. Uh, silver lining contracts. Oh, I don't know. Look, it's. Power vacuums. Power vacuums. More money. Oh, uh, it's not like New Japan. Okay. Yes. Here we go. Got it. Thank you. My Alzheimer's kicked in. Um, Just because they have the money doesn't mean they're going to spend the money. Probably still paying off uh, Mercedes Monet. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Can we say in retrospect, that's a bust? um, I, I don't know how many subscribers they got. They might it might have popped a nice little number for them. I don't know how many of those people stuck around. Um, they they got a, a decent gate in San Jose. I don't know if it's anything where it's like you're you're moonwalking to the bank. Uh, but they got a it, decent- it, was, it was five seats different to what they did at Battle of the Valley. Yeah, well, and and, and truth be told, Battle of the Valley was pretty stacked, right? That's pretty stacked. So, I mean, if it's on the back of her, then okay. For one show, we did good. We did real well. And she got hurt. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be a little bit unfair for me to to give it a anything lower or really anything higher than a C. Because I think there's there was still a lot left on the table, I hoped. That visual of, of that... The- Whichever show it was, her and Okada in the ring together, and we're thinking, "Oh, we're cooking now. Mm. You know, this is it. This is going to be the future." And now, a, a very cursed <laughs> image in retrospect. But I've totally digressed. Like, I was asking you for silver linings. Like, can yep, you sorry. can you make the listeners and the fans have some optimism now that Okada's gone? Nope. Put a gun in your mouth. Click. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. It's over. No. <laughs> uh, I will say this one. This has happened before many times, right? In the history of this promotion, in the 70s, in the 80s, in the 90s, in the 2000s, and here today, right? So, and we, and this company has bounced back before, and we've risen from the flames. So, understand that. One, we're not going anywhere. Two, uh, yes, this does, what this does is this opens up a very wide chasm for people to take the ball and run with it. Once again, we have lots of talent. Let's see what they can do with it. And if the promotion doesn't fuck it up. Right. Um, So we do have a real solid 
core of young guys that can hopefully pick up and and keep moving in the right direction. Three, it feels as though we do have at least some some direction. We're not just spinning our wheels aimlessly. Um, and four, we do have talent, and we mentioned with Shingo and Zach, um, and you know, to a certain degree. And I know people might scoff and just be like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" You know, even guy, a guy like Great O'Con, you know, this might be a this might be the best thing that ever happened to this guy. Um, Great O'Con is going on a run. Official, you hear this is it. here first. Oh no, oh no. Um, you know, there are people that that could, if given the opportunity, I truly believe, become something special. And and I will say Hanari. this: Hanari, let's give him that. Bag. Hanari, he, he he fucking hates America. He's not going to betray us. <laughs> hey, I like America. Um, no, I think, but those are the but but those are the guys that need to step up. And it would be awesome if if a guy like David Finley could step up, right? That would be that would be that would be really good. How about a guy like Gabe Kidd could step up, or you know, there's there's plenty of guys that can and should be given new opportunity, and I that's a good thing, right? Because now you're going to have a, a a bunch of hungry wrestlers looking to to fill the, the that void. Now, again, on paper, can they? I don't know. I don't know. How about this? You know, there's a guy that is is very underrated in these conversations. I feel um, that may have taken a back seat this year, or you know, this past year. How about a guy like Tai Chi? Am I out of my mind? No, you're not. Like he seems like a guy that obviously has taken multiple levels and has grown and has like and he feels very popular and he feels like a guy who at one point was really on the verge of something special and then for whatever reason just five guys just kind of feels like it's he's fizzled a bit. How about him? How about him in a in a, in a more yes, prominent run to the New, New Japan Cup final? You know. I'm just throwing names out there, and I'm sure there are others that I'm missing. But look, so that there's your silver lining. If you're if that's what you're looking for, that's what that's what you're hanging your hat on today. You're hanging your hat on of we have guys in this promotion that truly can fucking go uh, if given the opportunity. Okay, there's there's two big wide open doors for you to walk through. Let's let's see what you do. Uh, I should point out. For those people who like to pretend that New Japan and wrestling has any influence on the Bushi Road stock, Bushi Road stock not affected at all today, not in the slightest. But uh, there are there's still some people who will uh, be spinning that hamster wheel in their brain, trying to uh, contort ways in which uh, that somehow those two things are connected. They're not. Um, I wonder what Naito's thinking now. What, what was I? Yeah, I, and you know, you know what he was doing. What was I thinking? <laughs> he should have been out the door long ago. Because um, there's a there's a perfect example of a guy who uh, I think could have been major star here in the states, 
Um, really? And I don't. I don't think his his true star Ooh. power has ever quite translated to oh, questions. I think so. I mean, let's put it this way: we at, at one point at the, in that dome and and elsewhere, there were that guy was the hottest guy in, in pro wrestling. That Wrestle Kingdom when he lost to Okada. That was that that match was that that three count was yeah. the beginning of the end. Yeah, I I, I agree. Mega star in Japan, but I don't think that star power has ever translated over to the states. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna. But I don't think he would ever go. No, I think he's one of those sort of unicorn wrestlers who is that brilliant mix of being an amazing wrestler, very charismatic, got that great crowd connection. And also has absolutely fuck all interest in going to the USA. And that's what New Japan should be trying to sniff out. Guys like him and Zach and Hinari, just guys who, who are not going to uh, go to the States. So there you go. Yeah, there's, there's I think but I'm going to disagree. I think he could have been a massive. And I would argue that at, at that point, I don't think there was a, like, from a Western fan perspective, there there, there is no one more popular um, than him. Like I would, I would say his popularity exceeded that of Tanahashi and Okada from fan Western fans. Like I, like I feel like he was far and away the most popular guy on a roster from a U.S. perspective or you know a U.K. perspective. I think it could have been huge, and I think injuries have gotten to the point where I think that's off the table at this point, right? Um, and again, yes. just his attitude too of 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 not really having any interest of it. I applaud him for it, um, but I think he, I think he could have been. Boy, talk about talk about getting the bag, that guy. Woo, no doubt, no doubt. Um, give me some f- closing thoughts, Joel, on the day, the situation, and where do we go from here? I. Understand all the doom posting. I will tell New Japan fans, I I hear you, but don't be disheartened. New Japan is still the best pro wrestling company on the planet, for my money. Nothing, and no one hits quite like big time New Japan. So, Okada's gone. We'll survive. Someone else will take his spot. And it's going to be an exciting year. So, I, you know... Hilariously lurch from the whistle back. It's so over. I'm, I'm okay with this. It will be yeah. right. If you didn't know what you knew, do you think you'd be as all right with it on January nineteenth? What do you mean? Well, it seems like we had a long time to kind of get fed this, and I think oh, when, right, right, right. Yeah. when we got this we, information we, at first, we, we were right. kind of blown away. Yeah, our heads, our heads were exploding. Um. And and the subsequent information thereafter, it seemed like there was a time where it was like every day of the week we were. I was waking up and just being like, "What the fuck is happening here?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> like there was a stretch there where it was just like, "All right, this is fucking unbelievable." And I remember posting something like, "If, if when the book is written on New Japan Pro Wrestling in in this modern time, uh, and the truth comes out, boy, are, are your fucking heads going to explode? Because ours are." Um, but again, do you think that you like knowing what you know now? Okay, do you, but let's pretend that we didn't have any of that information. Let's pretend that we were not privy to anything, 
and you woke up on the morning of January 19th to see that press release uh, and that tweet, do you think you'd have the same feelings? Oh, yeah. Like, we're further along the five stages of grief than (laughs) a lot of other people are. That's that's indisputable. But, uh, again, I just, I just, I look at the roster that New Japan have, and I think in spite of clownish (laughs) management, which, you know, we hope will get better. I've seen enough green shoots that I think they'll be able to put their best foot forward in 2024. And all this contract stuff, it's not just Okada who's leaving. There will be other people who leave, but maybe a few names that you might think, hey, you know what? It's about time that person left and freeing up some money and freeing up some space higher up the card for younger guys, guys that we do like, guys that we're excited about. We'll be all right. Yeah, we will, we will, we will be okay. Um, we, we're like, um, I don't know if you've seen the movie Seven, Morgan Freeman at the end. I'll be around. Hmm. We'll be uh, around. I like that. I like that. Didn't see the movie, but I like that quote. Um, before we close out, Joel, let me just say, um, from a personal standpoint, uh, I want to thank a lot of people, and I obviously can't name names, but uh, I know they listen. And throughout the years, um, especially, again, this past couple of six months, um, a lot of great people have reached out to us and provided us with information that, let's be very truthful, we probably didn't deserve, right? Um, and and even in the past, that's been the case. And usually it's a conversation revolving somewhat loosely around pro wrestling, uh, and then, you know, we sink our teeth into you. <laughs> we sink our claws into you. Um, but I wanted to thank them. Uh, I also wanted to thank uh, our Discord because uh, we've made a conscious decision to not like, – like I was shoveling snow today and everything that was going down and, and my phone blowing up and everything, blah, blah, blah. But I have my notifications turned off, like, and I've had it for a couple weeks now. Um, so if you're texting me like, and I don't see it, please don't hold it against me. But I, I had to purposely turn off notifications a while ago. And even Joel gets frustrated with me because he'll text me something. And it's like two hours before I remember to check my phone. No, I don't. I absolutely don't. I can All categorically right. say that. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm sure he's cursing. Man, this motherfucker. Um, but I want to thank the, the discord for, I, I appreciate the fact that at times there have been members that have been politely quizzical and politely questioning. Uh, But for the most part, I'm not saying they took their fucking medicine that we gave them and took it as gospel, but they were there. Um, And uh, I said on the last show that really the only requirement that we had for our discord was just be a good person. Don't just don't be a dick. Like you can argue, but you know, just try not to be a dick and don't be a dick. Um, and I think for the most part, that's that's the case. And they, they've been there for the ride. And I, hopefully they, at the very least, feel like they, um, I don't know, maybe a little VIP treatment, right? Maybe a little, maybe a little bit something that's extra that maybe the, the normal New Japan fan might not have information or uh, access to. So... Again, thank you for our sources. Thank you for the people that we talk to on a daily basis, weekly basis, etc. 
there's been some that have been there for a long ride, a long ride, and there's been many changes, uh, but they've we're still able to to keep that connection, and I, I I do appreciate that, and we've made new ones along the way. So uh, again, on a show like this, where it's it's you know the 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 impact of the work that we put in uh, is is where we are here today on January nineteenth. So thanks again, I appreciate it, and I know uh, I think I feel safe in saying that Joel feels the same. Yes, and I would also like to say to listeners, if you particularly those in the Discord, for those of you listening now, if you enjoy what we do. You enjoy the scoops analysis, give us some money. Redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash J dash cast. Might I suggest five dollars a month? That'll do. All helps. But uh, like I said at the start, there's no no one else given the level of the depth of coverage that we do. No one's got the sources that we do. No one's got the scoops that we do. No. And and it's and and today's living proof of that. Because everyone is talking about the stuff that we've been talking about for months and stuff that they might not have, might not be privy to, right? Uh, but that you are privy to. So um, take that. You, you, you know, you can see it all around the wrestling world. Uh, everyone talking. You know, you know, this is something you had in your back pocket for quite a while now. So. Um, thank you, everyone. Yeah, if you want to throw us a couple bucks, that'd be really awesome. We did. Trust me, you don't know how much we'd appreciate it. All right, that's all. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Enjoy uh, evil, evil versus Tabatonga. <laughs> We're fucked. I'm going to go see the Charlatans. All right, see you. Hello there, everybody. It's me, Gary Kidney, the co-host of You've Got to Be Kidding Me on the Voices Wrestling Podcasting Network. And I am Liam Jones, my full name, and I am also a part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network as a co-host, but you've got to be kidding me. We are a TNA history podcast that covers TNA one month at a time. We cover all the drama, all the matches, all the Vince Russo nonsense you could ever want in your life. Have you, you heard of TNA? I bet you have. But would it be funnier if two people made jokes over it the whole time? Probably. So if that sounds like fun to you, check it out on this very Voices of Wrestling podcasting network, and Liam will do bits and whatnot.